This is Barry Zelma, Zelma on insurance. Today I'd like to talk about health insurance fraud. The nation's bill for health care fraud is enormous, as large as $300 billion or more every year. Fraud takes place at many points in the health care system, in hospitals, nursing homes, diagnostic facilities, and are created and pursued by doctors, attorneys, health care providers, durable equipment providers, and patients. One large area prone to fraud is the Medicare system. This system processes more than 800 million claims a year, with 70 different contractors handling the claims that come from hundreds of thousands of doctors, laboratories, and other health practitioners and facilities. In 2012, Medicare paid out over $817 billion. If only 5% went to fraud, they took over $40 billion. And if 10% went to fraud, more than $81 billion was paid to fraud perpetrators. The amount paid out now since baby boomers are going into the Medicare system can only be larger and more criminal activity will be tempted to exist. I have heard estimates up to 30% of payouts are fraudulent. The numbers, regardless of the percentage, are excessive. Surveys show that it is usually the claimant who perpetrates the fraud as opposed to health care providers, employers, or attorneys. The most common fraudulent activity is a false statement or omission of information that is lying about the severity of an injury or failing to mention a pre-existing condition that profiting by obtaining a portion of the amounts billed from the provider. Some naive physicians whose practices are not burdened by a group of patients out to fool them or cheat the patient's employers or insurers will always assume that their patients are telling the truth. It is difficult for a physician to believe a patient would seek his or her assistance if the patient was not injured or ill. As a result, they will find themselves unwitting participants in a fraud. Most physicians operate on the assumption that each person is a normal patient with a real problem that will get better in the average amount of time. The physician diagnoses, treats, and moves on to the next patient, never questioning what the patient said or even considering the fact that a patient would intentionally try to deceive him or her. Medical schools do not teach interview or interrogation techniques. Most physicians take history by asking questions on a pre-printed form and seldom detect inconsistencies because of the need to fill out the form as quickly as possible 
and get on to the next patient. Honest physicians may experience a gut feeling that something is not right. However, because of the precarious state of medical economics, the highly competitive environment in which most physicians practice, the unique character of fee-for-service medicine and the impact that word of mouth can have on a practice, they choose not to confront the patient with their suspicions. Physicians are aware that angry patients with extensive contacts in the community can destroy a medical practice with innuendo, exaggerated stories of dissatisfaction, and rumors that are impossible to counter with reasonable facts. The physician will often back down, go along with the unexplainable symptoms described by the patient, and while protecting his or her practice, unwittingly become a party to fraud or abuse. There are also cases of staged fraud in medical insurance, such as the non-existent trip and fall, where an uninjured person reports slipping and falling on debris in a business establishment and then seeks medical care. The fraudulent trip and fall victim will either obtain medical reports from an honest physician by providing a false history and symptoms, or others who will obtain a report from a dishonest doctor or chiropractor who prepares a false report for a fee. In the former, the physician is duped to join in the fraud. In the latter, the physician is an active participant in the fraud. Staged accidents are often detected because of the willingness of the claimant to settle for a reasonable sum rather than involve counsel, or because the reports produced by the dishonest physician are often identical for multiple claimants. I was in fact retained as an expert witness by a plaintiff's lawyer for two cases of auto accidents where he claimed the insurer acted in bad faith. I reviewed the files of both carefully and noted that the medical reports from the same physician turned out to be identical for the two different plaintiffs involved in two different injury-causing events. I immediately advised the plaintiff's attorney who had retained me that I could not testify on his behalf, that he should have read my CV and noted that I am involved as a person formally against any kind of insurance fraud, returned the unearned portion of the retainer, and closed out my files, telling him he should settle his cases as quickly as possible for as little as possible and hope that nobody arrests him. It is not unusual for an unscrupulous physician to issue identical reports of injury and treatment to multiple claimants, with the only charge and change being the name and description of the plaintiff. 
SIU investigators collect such bills from suspected physicians. If they are identical or almost identical, evidence exists for the increased fraud investigation and reports of suspected fraud to the authorities. One case I worked on many years ago, a an attorney who represented bodily injury plaintiffs had purchased from a chiropractor a rubber stamp with the chiropractor's signature, for which he paid $5,000 a month to the chiropractor, and the law firm would generate medical reports that were given to unsuspecting insurance adjusters who would then settle based upon the amount of the uh, medical billing, which of course were non-existent and never paid. When discussing that type of claim, it is imperative that the claims department investigate the medical provider. When discussing fraudulent disability claims or fraudulent claims of bodily injury, it's important that basic terminology be defined. Malingering, obtaining benefits under false pretenses, abuse of benefits, and providing a physician with a false history to support a claimed injury are all some types of health insurance fraud. The frauds differ for the purposes of medical evaluation on the basis of how diligently the person claiming the injury researched the medical condition and how effective the claimant is in deceiving an honest physician. There is, in fact, a disease called Munchausen's where people create injuries as a disease function and know as much medicine in the disease they are claiming as does the physician to whom they present seeking medical care. A study conducted by an insurer in Southern California, compared auto accidents with resulting objective injuries with those produced only subjective whiplash or soft tissue injuries. For the objective injuries, it was found that 50% were suffered by occupants of the at-fault vehicle and 50% by the occupants of the not-at-fault vehicle. For soft tissue injuries, however, only 8% were suffered by occupants of the at-fault victim. What this suggests, of course, is that a substantial number of the soft tissue injury claims are suspicious. It is also interesting to note the results of a study in Bulgaria where there was no right to sue for injuries resulting from automobile accidents at the time, no claims of soft tissue injuries have been reported to the State Health Insurance Service. This does not mean that people do not suffer actual soft tissue injuries. It means that such claims of injury require a thorough investigation, and the reported pain and suffering may only be relieved by an application of cash rather than medicine. Now, twice a month, I publish Zalma's insurance fraud letter, available free on the Internet, where I, among other things, publish reports of convictions for health insurance fraud. 
and among the other things related to insurance fraud. The reports basically show where the Department of Justice of the United States have investigated physicians and other health care providers and have determined that they are involved in massive insurance fraud schemes, some of which result in multiple millions of dollars of theft before the Department of Justice, the FBI, the other federal agencies discover the fraud and arrest and eventually convict those who are involved in insurance fraud. For example, a New York ambulance company whose owners finally pleaded guilty in a more than $8.6 million health care kickback scheme, were arrested. Igor Radinovsky, 60, and Alexander Radinovsky, 37, father and son, both of Brooklyn, New York, each pleaded guilty to one count of conspiracy to offer and pay health care kickbacks, and one count of conspiracy to defraud the lawful functions of the IRS before U.S. Magistrate Judge Stephen M. Gold of the Eastern District of New York. The defendants were the co-owners and officers of the Ambulette Company, Sabe Ambulette Services, Inc., which did business as mobility transportation, according to court filings and admissions. Igor and Alexander participated in a conspiracy in which they paid more than $8.6 million in kickbacks to co-conspirator companies not enrolled in the Medicaid program for the referral of beneficiaries recruited by those co-conspirators so that Sabe Amulet could falsely bill Medicare as if Sabe had transported those beneficiaries to various clinics in Brooklyn and Queens. A Tennessee doctor who helped defraud the military out of $65 million, Dr. Carl Lindbad, admitted his role in the fraud scheme that swindled the military. The conspiracy urged used bogus prescriptions for pain creams that cost $14,000. This video was adapted from my book, Zelma on Insurance Claims, Part 109, Second Edition, which is one volume of the 10-volume treatise, Zelma on Insurance Claims, available as both a Kindle book and a paperback from Amazon.com. If you found this video to be useful, please forward it to your colleagues. It's free. And please also subscribe to my Rumble channel, my YouTube channel, my Substack articles, and to my blog so that you can learn about future videos and future blog postings. Thank you for your attention.